Hey everyone, Matt Lowe here. Welcome to the 120th episode of Bouncing Back, a video series meant to give people who have been laid off during COVID-19 an opportunity to sell themselves to new employers in the ad industry. And this is the 78th episode as part of my partnership with the Avail List, an unbelievable website that spotlights all the amazing talent in the ad industry who are ready to get back to work. For this episode, we have Zachary Lim, who was most recently a senior copywriter at Sachi Wellness in New York, although as he'll tell us in a little bit, he's actually located in Manila in the Philippines. But Zachary, really happy to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, I actually like remember seeing bouncing back on the avail list at the beginning of the pandemic. So like I've been following you guys, and you know, to actually be featured now, I don't know. It it feels it feels nice. <laughs> have it come full circle. Glad it's come full circle. You saw it, and now yeah, you're being you're being spotlighted. But maybe tell everyone how you've been dealing. With this past year, how you've been keeping busy? I know we were briefly talking about, you know, 2021 is supposed to be the year. You come to New York, you're yeah. a citizen, and then all this shit happens. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the funny story now, isn't it? I, I guess, like, starting from the start, um, I started in advertising, I don't know, like, six years ago. There are five-plus years. And uh, I, I'm a big self-learner. So what I did was like, I really studied ads of the world. Um, I never went to an ad school. So I was never formally trained as a writer and I had to learn everything on the job. And that was three years of just grinding, grinding, grinding. And then uh, something clicked when I changed agency. I moved to Wonderman Thompson, Philippines and my ECD was so supportive, my creative director and my team, they were already supportive of the way I approach the, the way I approach things. And it paid off because in that one year, like I started to get international recognition. I started joining young creative competitions. That was always a goal of mine before, like they wouldn't even let me touch young creative competitions in my previous agency. And the moment I switched over to that agency, they just yeah, go for it. So I won locally. I represented the Philippines and I won the first ever medal for digital young creatives in Cannes. Then I was like, yeah, on a hot streak and <laughs> <laughs> let's go try another one. Uh, we went to Korea this time with another partner uh, and I won in the Stars. So that was kind of my sign that, okay, I can compete competitively. Everything I've learned up until this point, like, you know, it's going to come to fruition now. So I saved up some money. Um, I was a dual citizen. So going into the U.S. to look for a job shouldn't have been a problem. Stayed with some family. Uh, this was early 2020 when we were all still full of hope and we had dreams and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Go out. Yeah. Crazy times. But yeah. Uh, I went, I was, my original plan was to go to New York and look for a job there and then stay with family in San Francisco for the West Coast, look for a job there. So, you know, really canvassing the entire country. And I was six interviews deep with one of my dream agencies when the pandemic started to hit. Like the crowd in uh, Times Square was kind of thinning out and uh you know being from asia we've actually had like experience with uh covid or sars and i know how bad it could get 
I don't think anyone was aware or, you know, how it was going to affect the world. Because I was emailing my recruiter, like, are you sure things are cool? Are you sure things are going to push through? And they were like, yeah, don't worry about it. Everything's fine. Come in tomorrow. And they're like, nope, everything just yeah. shut down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's funny now. <laughs> At the time, it was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? So I waited that out. Um, on the side, I've been... Like I said, I'm a, I'm a big self-learner. Uh, I've been bouncing around some online courses. I've been getting my money's worth from all these online courses. Uh, I was never fully like trained in writing. I've always done ad writing or you know feature writing for magazines on the side. It was always for fun. And right now, I've been using all this time to kind of stretch my writing like kind of I'm doing this project where I'm doing speculative fiction or like science fiction going into that. I've been going into like poetry and all that stuff. And it's been so fulfilling. And, you know, it, it's like falling in love with writing again. Like I've always had to write for a brief. I've always has I've always had to write for a client. But you know, to just do it, it's for yourself. It's been like really therapeutic for me. So yeah, that's how I've been really busy with this. Writing for yourself with no client or brief is, is great. And you have finally get that freedom to, you know, do what, do what you want without a, a hundred people looking and critiquing it. I think, like you mentioned, the support of ECDs and creative directors, you know, is really important wherever, you know, whatever agency you end up as. And I think those kind of student competitions and young gun competitions are kind of cheat codes to excel your career. I know a lot of people. I mean, I'm hoping. <laughs> you know, they are. I've seen that that's kind of a, a good way to, kind of excel and climb the ladder. So hopefully that pans out. Maybe tell everyone and you, you started, but a little bit about yourself. How do you end up, you know, wanting to be in advertising? Maybe some clients yeah. you've worked on, some agencies you've worked at? Yeah, cool. So that's the thing. I, I never wanted to be a writer. <laughs> um, writing was always something I did for fun, even before. I never thought of myself as a creative person. I never thought of myself like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna make these ideas and get paid. I never even knew about advertising, um, but I was always writing before advertising. I just always write. And I was just hanging out with some friends. And then a lot of them are from advertising. My ex at the time was from advertising. So I ended up, I ended up hanging out with a lot of ad people. And the stuff they talk about, like, wait a minute, that sounds interesting. I initially wanted to be a strat person because it was closer to, like, my degree. Um, I had, like, a degree in business. So it's like, okay, I'll try strat. No strat positions. Okay, I'll try writing because I need the money. And I just went in one day, blinked, and it was three years later, four years later. Uh, It just went by so fast. And, you know, that, that was a really good sign for me because before that I was just kind of, you know, bouncing around and, you know, ad for me, it's great because it always challenges the way I think. Um, you always have to be on your toes. You always have to kind of, you know, come up with something new. And me as a person, I get bored actually fairly easily. Um, I, I think I pick up on patterns quite fast. So it's like, I get bored. It's like, ah, oh, this movie again, uh, oh, this plot again. Like I've seen it, I've seen it. And, you know, advertising kind of rewards that because it's a churn. 
and you're competing with so many other brands, so many other agencies, I mean, just to get someone's attention. And, you know, uh, that thrill really appealed to me. So, yeah, I'm trying to into like based on my work with the young creative competitions um i've really been thinking about how tech and culture are kind of working like i think i think there's just so much that hasn't been done and i'm chomping at the bit to you know get a really good brief or a really good client to try something new and you know it, it's just always fascinating looking at what other people can do with technology what other people can do with like internet subcultures and all that stuff so you know it's just such a site exciting industry to be in and yeah hopefully hopefully i get into an agency that kind of like feeds that <laughs> that you know i saw in your on your portfolio you mentioned wanted to do significant work over popular work is that kind yeah. of you're talking about of course using the latest trends and culture as kind of insights to get you to that work but wanted to do impactful work over maybe i mean ideally you get both significant and positive yeah. Yeah. Had yeah. To pick one of the two why significant i think every ad is supposed to change something or someone and if you there have been so many times where something just gets my attention and out of curiosity, sure, I try it. I'll try this new app. I'll try this new site. Then I forget about it in a month or something. But to be significant, I think more than just getting attention, I think that's where the real prize is at, where you've made change that really lasts. Because it's easy to get attention nowadays, I think. I mean, I'm sure people fight me on that, but it's easy to get attention, but you know, to actually change something, I think, is the metric that we haven't been looking at enough. Yeah, totally. And I think a lot of people, even in our industry, get caught up on wanting to get the attention. I mean, Burger King is the best example. And I read an article yesterday. They get all the attention in the world. And then an article came out yesterday that's like their sales haven't moved in you know five years. Like They win every award, they get all the attention, but it doesn't actually change their business. So at the yeah. end, like, what, what's the point, right? You know, McDonald's is still winning, but it's- Yeah, exactly. And like, um, hey, speaking of work that we like, I saw this work, I can't remember. So sorry if anyone who worked on it like, <laughs> is watching this right now, but I can't remember the agency. Um, they made a free online library for all the censored work in the world, all the censored literature in the world, and they uploaded it on Minecraft. And for me, that was such a significant piece of work, not just because I like Minecraft, but um, if you ever live, well, I live, <laughs> I'm from the Philippines, so I know how it is to kind of be in a dangerous or sketchy country, but that is invaluable. That will live well beyond the brief or the awards or anything. And to think that, you know, it's hidden inside the game, inside the video game. You know, people aren't going to look for that there. So, you know, just having that resource available, you know, I think that's kind of the work that, you know, I would strive to do. Yeah, that's, that's genius. What would you say you're looking for? And again, you've kind of started to speak about it in your next role, wherever you end up. Just some chill people. <laughs> um, uh, it's easy to say, 
like I want to work with other creative people and all that stuff. But me and my friends, my advertising friends have been talking about this like for a bit, like what makes the ideal coworker. Um, we realized that one of the most valuable things is just to be nice, just to be a nice person. Um, I pride myself in the ability that, you know, I can work with different people and kind of get the best out of them and they get the best out of me. Um, yeah, I can do that. But to be a kind person, the conscience, to be someone that, you know, you can trust. So yeah, to answer the question, I'm looking for an agency that I can trust. Uh, people I can just work with and chill and like, you know, people who would be my friends even outside of the brief. Uh, you know. I mean, I think that's really important, especially in an industry where we end up working long hours. And there's no time, For sure. no time to work with someone who's a jerk or an asshole. Just, <laughs> just no time for that. So I think that's really important. Yeah. Do you have a favorite project that you've worked on? My favorite project would be the the one I won in AdStars for the Busan Wave. Were you able to see that? Yeah. Maybe tell everyone a little bit about it. Cool. So the brief was for the city of Busan, and it was a tourism brief. I love tourism briefs. <laughs> Just side note, yeah, that might come in handy. <laughs> World's opening up, you never know. So it was for tourism for the city of Busan. And the reason I like this project was because the insight was incredibly technical, but the result was very cultural. We started with the first search I searched Tourism Korea and Busan is like page 10 Google stuff. Like it, it's not top of mind for the search engine. It comes in really late. And even then you have to like figure it out. You have to know of Busan before you're searching for Busan. So that was the trick. And we realized that, you know, uh, given popular culture, with like all this K-pop going around and all these K-dramas affecting the world like going around. That was getting all the attention. So the way we kind of saw it was, Seoul is getting this attention, how do we make it about Busan? And what we realized is if we like kind of characterize Busan in relative terms, like Seoul is a very metropolitan city. It's like, it's amazingly designed, it's a great city. Like. I do suggest going to that, but uh, Busan is way more chill. You'll see skyscrapers next to the ocean. Um, it's there's a sea breeze coming in from the from the train, and you know it's just much more relaxed. So we tried to express that kind of vibe in relation to Seoul. So the way we said it was Busan is like a lo-fi, chilled-out remix of Seoul. So yeah, lo-fi, we were talking about that stuff. We were talking about uh, Vaporwave and how it's just a remix of the stuff from the 80s. So, like, could we remix K-pop to make it represent Busan? And we toyed around in Audacity. We did some YouTube searches. We found that if you get K-pop songs, slow it down by 150%, add some filters, it's really chill. And like, that was the aha moment, like, wait a minute, no one's ever made a subgenre to promote tourism. Like the way that, you know, people watch Scorsese films and they want to go to New York, or they watch La La Land and they want to go to San Francisco. We could do the same for Busan. So 
that was the whole idea, making that genre of music. And another reason why I love that idea is because it's so easy to make. I've been making it on the side. Like, <laughs> I regularly rip YouTube. Uh, I get some songs. I slow it down, add the filter. Uh, I have a SoundCloud. I have some pictures on Instagram and all that stuff. You know, it, it sounded very big, but you know, it was very grassroots. So I still play around with it. Maybe someday it'll be something. I don't know. Right now, it's just fun to do, so I do it. Yeah, that's awesome. And some of those side projects, too, are, are really nice to, like you said, this is a crazy industry. Sometimes you need those little side projects to turn your brain off, keep you busy. So I, I love that. Again, you've touched on this, too, but what would a company be getting if they did reach out and hire you full-time? What would they be getting? They'd be getting a writer, at the very least. <laughs> I come in every day. I answer one message. <laughs> Um, I think what I provide is like a really different, a really different perspective because, you know, I had to learn everything on my own. I had to draw from really different sources. I grew up somewhere else. You know, you get me if you want the perspective that comes, you know, that's really unexpected, but still makes sense. Um, I like to work with people. I really think that, you know, Two heads are better than one just based on their vibe and you can change chemistry on all that. So that's just my long-winded way of saying a team player. But <laughs> team players sound so cheesy. So you know, just play yeah, around with important. I mean you have to <laughs> Yeah, it's all it's all part of the selling. It's how you it's how you pad those resumes, right? Exactly. <laughs> I saw you have a Twitch account too. Are you a big gamer? Yeah. Uh I love gaming. Um it was kind of perfect because one of the games that I was waiting for came out just when my contract ended. So it's like, okay, I guess I'm doing this now. So yeah, I got like, what, 300 hours in it. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Love gaming. Love to do gaming work as well. And so I know you're, you're in the Philippines now. You mentioned ideally coming to, you know, maybe New York, maybe San Francisco. Are you open to, you know, anywhere in the States? Oh, definitely. Um, I'm not tied down by anything. I'm, at the very least, I'm already leaving everyone I know. So, I mean, yeah, do what you will with me. <laughs> you want to start an agency in Alaska? Let's go. <laughs> the last question for me is if there's a dream client, brand, agency, someone you want to give a little shout out to. Hmm. Mm. Um. I've seen the accounts on, oh man, I have like a whole spreadsheet of dream agencies. Okay, maybe not, maybe I won't go into it so I don't disservice some of them, but I think a dream brand would be like a brand on the rise. I don't want to work with like Coke or McDonald's because they're like top brands. I think people look for creativity when they're down and out and they need like a Hail Mary. Um, in terms of agency, oh, there's so many. Can I just post? Can I just send you a picture of the long ass list? <laughs> um, RGA, RGA, I've been applying to you guys for a while. AKQA, I've been applying to you guys for a while. <laughs> I see your posts on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, 
but really uh, independent agencies, a lot like Venables and Partner, um, Matezik Hoffer, um, so many names really, it's, it's kind of hard to go through, but those are the top of mind. Yeah, both great agencies, so can't go wrong either way. I'll make sure to tag yeah. when I post this on LinkedIn. That is perfect. Oh my God, I knew I got on this for a reason. Yeah, Thank that, you. Of course, <laughs> that's, that's really it for me. I don't know if you know there's anything else we didn't touch on, but really appreciate you hopping on and, and putting yourself out there. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, this is great what you're doing. Uh, man, keep doing it. Uh, when you guys messaged me, I was so hyped. Because, yeah, I've been following you guys for a while. Um, yeah, the all the other creatives out there, try to reach out and, you know, get some work done. It's yeah, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Um, I'm. It's best to get in touch with me on email. So that's zachary.s.lim at gmail.com. You can message me on LinkedIn. Uh, I try to stay up... Uh, like I'm in the Philippines, so there's a time difference, but I try to stay up at least like 3 a.m., 4 a.m. So that's 3 p.m. EST, 4 p.m. EST. I feel like I would have been awake then anyway. So, you know. I was going to say, sleep. Stop gaming. No real difference. <laughs> I'm enjoying the unemployed, unemployed life, you know. Yeah. And like you mentioned, you know, you're before we started, you know, you're applying, you're doing all you got to do. So keep applying. Yeah. Keep that hopefully this helps and and you know that's a wrap i think for episode 120 of bouncing back if you know anyone awesome. wants to sell themselves to recruiters looking for talent in the ad industry have them shoot me an email at malow930 at gmail.com or check out the availlist.com for a large list of people who are ready to get back to work in the ad industry and you can check out all these episodes on spotify and apple podcast under bouncing back and advertising thanks so much man really appreciate it thanks matt nice talking